Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Well, hey, uh, shoot. Great things are happening here. Every time I come up here, I sense that God's up to something. And, you know, we, yeah, we're pretty excited about PFA and all that. But listen, listen, our definition of success is discovering what God's doing and then getting on his page. That's it. That's it in a heartbeat. And I'm going to tell you, you guys have found what God's doing. He's doing something here in Salt Lake City at Awaken. And, and I'm just excited about it. I can always sense when he's up to something and he's up to something right here. And you're going to be a big, big part of it. Now, I hear on Sunday night, you guys showed Hero, the rock musical. Those productions have come a little ways, haven't they? I remember the first production that we showed here. It didn't go so well. There are still people traumatized by that experience. And that's being restored day by day and production by production. Well, for us, Awaken Theater is one of the most important things we do. We're taking the arts back, okay? In fact, we're taking everything back. We're tired of the woke world determining and telling the greatest stories ever told. And the church, 100 years ago, owned all the arts. In fact, all the education the church owned. Every good thing that is in America was built by the church. It was, it was, it was. I don't know what kind of crazy theology. Well, what it was is... Um, when Israel became a nation, there was a lot of teaching that this must be the end times where Jesus is coming back. So instead of making disciples, we started to try to make converts. And we started preaching about the rapture and he's coming anytime. He's coming like a thief in the night. And then so everybody, instead of going to work and, and buying territory and, and becoming a boss in education and a boss in the media, we started getting very spiritual instead of being very effectual, okay? And, and we lost territory and land and influence and significance to where all of a sudden we lost our salt. And when salt loses its flavor, it's good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Who would have thought the church, the most Christian nation in the history of the world is America, who would have thought that even in America, the church could lose its salt? See, Awaken is actually about reestablishing our salt. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is. I wonder if it's not a coincidence that this is Salt Lake City. So, uh... For our family, we flew up to, um, we weren't showing um, Hero live until we heard how good it was. And then we're going to show it this Wednesday <laughs> or next Wednesday. But uh, well, it's one of the areas that um, I've been able to really connect with our daughter. 
And our daughter, she's 13 years old. She's brilliant, incredibly smart, but she has a borderline Asperger's and socially, she's, it's just been a real difficult journey for us, but we found a few connection points and one of them has been Hero, the rock musical. So we always fly up there to, to, uh, to watch the show and this year specifically, um, it, it really, really impacted me. And there's two scenes that just marked me. And I want to preach out of those two scenes. And it was at the beginning, remember, when Adam and Eve are dancing around in the garden and life is good. And then they take a bite of the deceptive apple. And then it's like enter Sandman. And it's like, nah, 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 you know, and darkness comes in. But the, the scene that you see is Lucifer snatches the keys away from Adam. See, God had originally had keys for us, for you and I. We were created in his image and in his likeness, intended to look like him, act like him, and carry out the business of heaven on the earth. But in the garden, the greatest real estate transaction, the greatest authority transaction, the greatest power transaction happened in the garden where we surrendered the keys. And then at the end, it's interesting, Jesus, after he goes in to hell, it's he crushes the apple, and then he gets up on Christian Waple's head, or the devil's head. <laughs> and what does he do? He, re- he, he rips the keys back out. And when I was watching that scene, I just felt like, man, that is a word for right now. So today, we're going we're gonna to teach and preach a little bit. And then we're going to have some time of, of uh, encountering God and moving in the power of God tonight. These are Wednesday nights, man. Wednesday nights, we move in the power. Okay? And so tonight, I want you to get ready. And I really want you to prepare your heart and your appetite for God to move in your life. And, and so um, the name of this message is called The Key, Keys of Life. Keys of Life. If you know anything about me, when God speaks to me. He finds an acronym. <laughs> he's done it again. He's, he's, I don't know how he's done it again. The word life has jumped out at me. And we are going to go through the keys connected to life. But can we start real quick with a couple scriptures? We're going to start in Matthew 16, 19, reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. This is Jesus talking to his disciples, to his future apostles, the people he was going to trust with authority. This is what he's telling them is going to happen. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Now he's saying this is coming Right now I'm here and I'm enforcing and you will be able to do some things in my name, certainly, but I have to go and defeat the evil one. But when I come back up and raised from the dead, resurrected, not just dying for your sin, but reestablishing your connection, your position and your authority, these are the things that you will be doing. Okay? Then it says in uh, Revelation 1.18, I love Revelation because every letter to the church, Jesus just gives a definition of who he is. Oh, my gosh. It's very important to know who he is because when you get to know who he is, then you get to know who you are. 
made in his likeness. He's the second Adam. Who do you identify with? The first Adam or the second Adam? You have an opportunity to identify with either one because we do have a flesh, but we also have been born of the spirit, the spirit of life. And the more we identify with him, the more we look like him and operate like him. Here's what he says, I'm the living one. I died. Yep, but look, I'm alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and the grave. Those same keys that he intended and promised to give to us. To give to us. Okay, so you ready for these four keys? They're very simple, and they're very powerful. The first one is language. Language. The key of words. I want to honor um, Pastor Michael Hunley. Can you stand up, Pastor Michael Hunley? This is the pastor of our El Cajon campus. This beautiful wife, Lisa, who just turned 40. Tomorrow turns 40. Um, How many of you guys have downloaded the Awaken app? And you know that all the messages on there are free for you to download and for you to grow in your faith and, and spend time. I'm going to give you three messages that I would encourage you to download. The first one is Pastor Michael Hunley's message called Emerge Speak. When he was at Emerge, he opened up a can in that tent, and I really feel it set the tone for the entire weekend, and it was called Emerge Speak, and it was all about language. Now, when in the message, he had the courage to try to share and cram 16 scriptures into that 30-minute. I don't know how you did it, but I've been listening to that message because I feel like my words need to carry more weight. My words have the keys of life. My language is, is imperative. You see, well, let's, let's get into a couple scriptures. I don't have 16, Michael. But I got seven, and I'm already done with two. Get this, and, th and this is really, really wild. In the beginning, Genesis 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. Yet the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. His words shifted the atmosphere. Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Please understand something. We are in an hour where there is unprecedented darkness. And yet the Spirit of God is hovering, even now, longing to do something, longing to be released. But God moves when God's word, the Spirit moves when God's word is released. It's not enough to just be in his presence. 
We have to, from a place, that's why, that's why we pray every single service. That's why we have men's prayer every Tuesday morning so that we can begin to declare because God's word in your mouth will frame your world. And if you're not speaking the word of God, you will not see a separation of light and darkness. You will not see a distinction. And yet, if we will recognize the darkness hovering over our mind, hovering over our circumstances, hovering over our relationships, where's darkness hovering over your life? Where's it threatening? Can I, can I share like a little story I, I mentioned about um, our daughter, Bethany? I've just been feeling like I can't break through, you know? It's felt dark. And even at, a, if I'm honest, even at Hero this year, it just didn't click. And so it's like I've been longing for this connection, longing for this connection. And then we get there, went to two shows and felt more disconnected. And see, all of a sudden, darkness was setting in on my mind in this situation. And remember, darkness, you can have light in areas of your life and then yet have another area that's dark and hopeless and intimidating. And it doesn't feel like God's moving. And, and I, I'll tell you what happens when hopelessness sets in and darkness sets in is you keep your mouth shut or you complain or you're frustrated. And yet God wants you to do is take his word and speak it into the situation. And so I show up at men's prayer and, and we're, I, it's like men's prayer here on Tuesday. Okay, it's fire. It's like you come out different. And, and we're honest, we're vulnerable. And I was just sharing with a couple guys like, God, I need some breakthrough here. I, I'm trying and, and I'm frustrated. And, and I'm, feeling, I'm feeling like darkness is, has, has more power in this area. Um, so the word of the Lord comes to me through a couple of guys, twice confirmed, that Bethany has multiple um, combination locks on the door. One, it's like any woman. <laughs> One lock's not going to, and the, and the lock you used yesterday is not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> See, the word of the Lord was hovering over me. It's come. It came. But am I willing to get into agreement with it? Am I willing to use the word of the Lord to separate dark from lightness and establish light? Because if I don't and I continue to look only at the darkness and instead of release the truth, the word of the Lord, because only the word of the Lord has the power to unlock this. The word of the Lord has to be in my mouth. It's not enough to just be in Pastor Matt Tuggle's mouth or Pastor Mike Colhunley's mouth or Pastor Jurgen's mouth. The word of the Lord needs to be in my mouth. You see, because I, this is my family, and anything that's under your authority, you are the person that has the keys to determine the way life is going to look in, in your territory. Your family is your territory. Your children are your territory. Your marriage is your territory. Your business is your territory. Your finances is your territory. Your home is your territory. Your city, your community is your territory. Your nation is your territory. Your church is your territory. The team you serve on is your territory. think this is good, you should hear Pastor Michael Hunley preach it in Emerge Speak. Get this. 
It's not the only place where God says in the beginning. It's interesting. The word of the Lord has the identical opening in the gospel of John, chapter 1, 1 through 5. I want you to read this. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the, in the beginning with God, and God created everything through him. Nothing was created except through him. And the word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness can never extinguish it. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why we're sons of light. Children of the light, having the nature of the word of God, which is Jesus. He is the word of God. Purchased back our ability to frame our world again in light. Pastor Michael Hunley talks that words are not just for communication. They're for creation. They're for authority. They're for declaration. They're for determining the will of God in the earth. Your tongue is the most powerful muscle in your body. And if you will learn to use it, you can loose heaven into your world. And you can forbid things that don't belong in your world. There has not been an hour in the United States history where we have needed the word of God in men and women's mouths again. Never, there has never been a darker, more perverse, more confusing day. And yet, the, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. If you will use the language of heaven, the key of language, you will see light reestablished in your world to whatever extent you would like to see it established. Amen. <laughs> the eye that is in life is integrity, which is the key of capacity. The key of capacity. Genesis 1:26. Then God said, "Let us make human beings in our image, to be like us. They will Rain over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his image, in our own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. I, I didn't think we would be in a day where that would be like really significant teaching, that we would have to identify once again the two genders that are in the likeness of God. Then God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and govern it. That word fruitful is, is really integrity. It means I have the capacity to handle things that matter to God and matter to your family and matter to your community. And you either have the integrity to house it and hold it and steward it or 
You come apart under pressure. Now, let me, when you hear the word integrity, you're thinking immediately like faithful, trustworthy, a bunch of boring words. No, 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 no. Have you ever got on an airplane in highly turbulent conditions? You never need the plane to have integrity when it's on the ground. When you're coming up out of like Denver or Salt Lake City and it's like shaking and rattling and you're starting to pray in the spirit for the first time, you with me? You're hoping that that plane has integrity. That means under pressure, it holds it together. Do you hold it together under pressure? In fact, in fact, it's actually under pressure when we hold it together. That's where there's actually a exchange of, you know, they say right now we're in a great transfer of wealth or there's a shift out of the hands of the wicked into the hands of the righteous. The reason is, is the whole world's shaking, but the righteous have integrity. We don't shake right along with the world. Yeah, it's shaking, but we don't come apart. That means we can be trusted with valuables because we don't go down in the turbulent times. A couple of the valuables that you and I want to be trusted with. Number one, people. God wants people to be able to get on your life and trust that you're going to get them to the destination they boarded you for. That's what leadership is, actually. It's getting people to the destination that they need to get to. But there's other things that God wants to trust us with. How about the anointing? How about the power of God, the presence of God, the wisdom of God? What if you and I could be people that have the keys to be trusted with much, much influence, much wealth, much prosperity, much anointing. I feel like the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro throughout the whole earth right now, longing to show himself strong on behalf of somebody whose heart is truly and fully loyal. That word loyal has to do with integrity. That means you have integrity of heart. That's what it said about David. He had skillful hands. He was competent. He was really good, and he had integrity of heart. So God could trust him with a lot of stuff. And I'm telling you right now, one of the keys of your life is growing your capacity, growing your integrity. And you don't grow your ability to handle turbulence in calm seas. You actually need to venture out where it's a little scary and grow some muscles. You actually need to venture out where it's a little difficult and allow God to grow your capacity. I'm telling you, there's a word for somebody. At the end of this service, you're going to have an opportunity to come up and let God touch one of these areas of your life. We don't build buildings here. We build altars. Altars are a place that you and I approach boldly to find help or grace for our time of need. Yeah, you might personally need some grace and help, but what if you could stand up and grow your capacity to actually be up here because you want to be used to help somebody else. That's our definition of prosperity, actually. It's not that you got a bunch of stuff. It's that your life's big enough to actually help someone else. All right. All right. There is an F that is in the word life. I've said that the wrong way a few times. It's fire which is the key of the Holy Spirit. 
the, the day we're in right now, you cannot combat evil with law, black and white teaching. You combat evil with power and fire. Yeah, we don't preach with persuasive words. We preach with power. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, we throw it down with our words filled with fire and power. And if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, I'm going to tell you it's not so you can be weird and go yabba dabba do, sha-ra-ba-da, ride a Honda. Listen, I don't care how you get it. I'm going to tell you the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that you would be able to separate light from darkness in your life. That's what it's for. Yep. Yep. It's what it's for. It's what it's for. You have no idea how much you need it. You have no idea how much you need the power of God. But listen, I want to step on one thing real quick. It says, John, this is Luke 3, 16 in the NLT. John answered their question by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone's coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater, I'm not even worthy to be a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I was thinking about fire. Because why would he say that there were two different things? The Holy Spirit is power for your assignment. Fire is consecration. Have you ever been touched by the holiness of God? Marked by him. Like Isaiah 6, where Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the angels, like, they couldn't even handle his presence. It was so hot in there. It was so powerful and holy in there that they were marked. They were different. And it says they took a coal and he brought it to his lips and touched Isaiah's lips. He says, oh my gosh, I'm a man of unclean lips. I live amongst an unclean people. Welcome to the world we're in. But my eyes have seen the fire. It's what it says about Jesus. If you look in his eyes, they look like fire. Have you looked in the eyes of a holy God and seen his fire? The baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire is for you to get holy. I'm going to tell you something right now. You have cravings and desires and appetites and behaviors that cannot be counseled out of you. You cannot just go to a, yes, do those things. Yes, yes, yes. Get all the help you need. But I'm going to tell you, the only way Christianity works is when the fire of God touches your heart and you're changed from the inside out. There is a power that will change your nature. There's a fire that will clean you, clean you. And I just feel we're in a time where God, you know, it says he's a refiner's fire. I had this gift given to us. It's uh, um, it's coated in 24 karat gold. And and, um, it was given to me by my good friend, uh, Marco Contreras. And, uh, and Natalie, and I don't know if you know much about gold, okay, but all gold is called precious metal, right? And there's different levels of value. So 14 karat gold is 70% pure. 24 karat gold is 99% pure. But do you know the process by which gold is purified? It's called fire. 
and a lot of fire. In fact, it says in the Bible that, that the, we should be purified seven times before we're ready for the, the blacksmith, before we're ready to be fashioned into something. That there's actually a fire requirement where God touches you deeply and draws the dross out of your life, the compromise out of your life, the craziness out of your life, the self-orientation out of your life. And it's the fire of God that will draw it out. I'm telling you. And there, there's going to be a fire that's going to touch the altars tonight. I mean a fire, a power, a power. And if you're hungry for some stuff that hasn't broken, that hasn't broken, okay, and, and you're wondering why I have this bent towards something, it's the fire of God that changes your bent. You can have a bent towards righteousness. Ooh. Let's go. It's a key. I need it. In fact, right now, right now, in my private devotional time, I like to walk around the Boise River, just stare at the river. That's where I encounter God the most, walking with God alone. Do you know the heart cry of my life? I need more fire. You see, because there's more people that have boarded our life trusting us. There's more pressure on us. There's more territory we've been trusted with. And I just know that the only way we could be faithful with it is if his fire hits me deeper. I'm going to be on the altar with you tonight, crying out for the fire of God to touch me. Oh, yeah, you need it. You need it. You need it. It's a key. It's a key. It's a key. You ready for the last key? Can't believe how fast I'm getting through all this stuff. Should have added a few more scriptures, Pastor Michael. Just didn't have enough faith. It's the E is expectation. And this is the key of faith. It says in Hebrews eleven six, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe he exists and rewards those who sincerely seek him. Another message I mentioned, Pastor Hunley's message, the next message I'd encourage you to download this week is Pastor Jurgen's message from the Bayho launch. We just launched a brand new grand opening, the big, you know, the big giant scissors, you know, and I don't know, did it work? Did they cut, did it cut the ribbon or, yeah, is it all just for show? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but one of the biggest battles that we've ever had as a church over a building was for our Bayho campus. And it was and had been in the hands of the Salvation Army, William Booth, for generations. And it's just interesting how the enemy likes to take what's sacred. And we had to battle like we've never battled for a building to, to get that building. But thank God we have pastors that fight. And, and listen, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Sometimes you could be believing for something and the odds can stack completely against you. And you can get a report that says, sorry, we gave the building to a developer. That was the report we got. Pastor Jurgen's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's our property. Not, not just because we just name it and claim it. There was all kinds of prophetic words. Pastor Mike Maiden came and he just started just reading the mail of what it was gonna look like to the detail. Yeah. And then we found out it, was, it used to be the Salvation Armies, and we started reading quotes. 
from William Booth. Holy cow, the Salvation Army was like legitimate. They were awakened. They were awakened before we were awakened. Can I read one quote? One quote. Because expectation is the key of faith. And you and I have to grow a burning expectation for God to move. This was William Booth's quote. God loves with a great love the man whose heart is bursting for the impossible. You see, we fought for that heritage to be ours. And we had our grand opening. You're a part of something bigger. Yeah, that's why we're a church in many locations. We're one church with massive faith and all kinds of great leaders and, and, and great different personalities that bring the word of the God and, and believe for different things. But listen, that's our heritage. That Bayho win is our win. You with me? That's our win. This is what it says in Hebrews 12, is my last scripture. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects. He perfects with fire our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor with keys beside God's throne. William Booth today is in that great cloud of witnesses. We owe it to the people that founded our faith to not be rolling over in their grave, but to be standing up like, yes, there's a generation on the earth. There's faith. Jesus said, when I come back, will I find what on the earth? Faith, faith, faith is the key. What are you believing for? And I don't mean what you can get done in your own power. What do you need like only God next to? Would you be willing to believe God for something? What has he said to you already that maybe hasn't come to pass yet? Or you've been believing for a little while this year and then you got a bad report. Somebody took something that you believe was supposed to be yours and you didn't know how to use the key of faith. You said something like, well, it must not have been God's will. Sometimes God's will demands a little bit of fights, a little bit of faith, a little bit of courage, some keys, some keys. What are you believing for? Before we open up the altars, we're about to do in a couple minutes. Most important key to your life right now is the key to your heart that opens your life up to Jesus Christ. And what I love about him is he knocks, he knocks, he knocks. He'll never, he'll never break in on you. But if he's knocking on your heart and you, you know it's time to, to open up, you open up your door, your heart to him, and allow him into your world. If you know that's you and you know who you are, you know, it's time. Like, like, listen, don't play around. Like, he has so much life for you. He has so much in store for you. But he won't break down your door. you got to open up. Or if there's somebody here right now, 
close your eyes and bow your head. You know I'm talking to you. You know you've been a little bit stubborn. Come on, you know how we are. A little bit resistant, but you're realizing he's good, he's for you, he has life for you, plans for you, power for you. A lot of the things in your world right now, you, you well, I'll come back to him once I figure those out. You'll never figure those out without him. But you're here today and you know that you know you need to come into relationship with him. You know it. If that's you, I just need you to put your hand up. Who am I talking to? Oh, there's a lot of us. Yeah, I, all right, I see you, young man. Handsome young man. My kind of man. I see you, young lady. I see you, sir, in the hat. Who else? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Let's go. Come on, there's a couple of us more. Okay, maybe it's not for the first time, but, but maybe you just haven't been all in. These keys don't really work for the half in, the half-hearted, the double-minded. These keys only work for the all in. They, they don't. And if you realize you've been kind of dipping your toe in maybe, and it's time to go in, it's time to like, to really like let them in. And I, it might be a little scary for you because you don't know what kind of stuff he's going to come after. But you know it's time. If that's you, you need to go a little bit more all in with him. I just need to see your hand right here. Ooh, there's a lot of us. Good. Appreciate your honesty, your integrity. God's going to touch you tonight powerfully. Okay, let's all stand to our feet. Feel the presence of God. I want to prepare the altar team, uh, the, the prayer team. If you guys could start coming up here right now because these altars are going to be powerful tonight. These altars are going to be powerful tonight. And you're going to know who you are. What are those three areas you're going to come up for? You're going to come up because your words haven't been in alignment with God's word. And it's time for you to begin to speak. It's time for you to begin to study the word. It's time for you to begin to, to, to be powerful. Or maybe you just don't have the capacity. And every time the winds rise, you fold like a, a deck chair instead of standing and keeping it together. And you know, you know that God's called you to more, that you're gonna come up for that. But before, before, we, um, before we do that, I wanna, those people that put your hand up, we're gonna lead you in a prayer. Are you ready? But we're all gonna pray together. We're all gonna pray together. Repeat after me. Father God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you're in this room. Thank you that you love Salt Lake City. Thank you that you paid a great price just for me. I'm done running. I'm opening my life up to you. Jesus, you made a way to give me access. You gave me the keys to life. I receive that life today. Open up my heart. I receive you, Jesus, into my heart as my Savior. I choose to make you my master. I want to go all in for you. I want to live the God life. I want the very nature you paid a price that I could have. Change me. Transform me. Take me in to your family. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already, and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again 
God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.